The Ministry of a Deacon slash Deaconess, Ellen G. White's Perspective, Part 2, by Ellen G. White. The ministry of deacons and deaconesses had its beginning in apostolic times and was related to various kinds of service among the early believers. It is a commonly accepted belief that the work of the deacons began with the apostles' selection of seven men, including Stephen and Philip, to care for the charitable work of the Jerusalem church. Later, the New Testament also mentions the service of female deaconesses, such as Phoebe. Thus, the ministry of deacons and deaconesses is biblical in origin. The leadership of Moses teaches us timeless principles for today's diaconate. A totally converted life of godliness, moral and spiritual uprightness, identity with God's people and his cause, and wisdom and discernment are some of the essential qualities of those called to church leadership. The following is an invaluable perspective on the ministry of deacons and deaconesses for the service of the church. This selection is from Acts of the Apostles by Ellen G. White. A Model for Church Organisation The organisation of the church at Jerusalem was to serve as a model for the organisation of churches in every other place where messengers of truth should win converts to the gospel. Those to whom was given the responsibility of the general oversight of the church were not to lord it over God's heritage, but, as wise shepherds, were to, quote, feed the flock of God, being ensamples to the flock, end quote. And the deacons were to be, quote, men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, end quote. These men were to take their position unitedly on the side of right and to maintain it with firmness and decision. Thus they would have a uniting influence upon the entire flock. Later in the history of the early church, when in various parts of the world many groups of believers had been formed into churches, the organisation of the church was further perfected, so that order and harmonious action might be maintained. Every member was exhorted to act well his part. Each was to make a wise use of the talents entrusted to him. Some were endowed by the Holy Spirit with special gifts, quote, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. End quote. But all these classes of workers were to labour in harmony. Quote, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord, and there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, 
to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. End quote. Moses' Leadership, a Timeless Model for Diaconate Solemn are the responsibilities resting upon those who are called to act as leaders in the Church of God on earth. In the days of the theocracy, when Moses was endeavouring to carry alone burdens so heavy that he would soon have worn away under them, he was counselled by Jethro to plan for a wise distribution of responsibilities. Quote, be thou for the people to Godward, end quote, Jethro advised. Quote, that thou mayest bring the causes unto God, and thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws, and shalt show them the way wherein they must walk, and the work that they must do. End quote. Jethro further advised that men be appointed to act as quote, rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds rulers of fifties and rulers of tens, end quote. These were to be, quote, able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, end quote. They were to, quote, judge the people at all seasons, end quote, thus relieving Moses of the wearying responsibility of giving consideration to many minor matters that could be dealt with wisely by consecrated helpers. The time and strength of those who, in the providence of God, have been placed in leading positions of responsibility in the Church should be spent in dealing with the weightier matters demanding special wisdom and largeness of heart. It is not in the order of God that such men should be appealed to for the adjustment of minor matters that others are well qualified to handle. Quote, Every great matter they shall bring unto thee, end quote, Jethro proposed to Moses, quote, but every small matter they shall judge, so shall it be easier for thyself, and they shall bear the burden with thee. If thou shalt do this thing, and God command thee so, then thou shalt be able to endure, and all this people shall also go to their place in peace. End quote. In harmony with this plan, quote, Moses chose able men out of all Israel and made them heads over the people, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. And they judged the people at all seasons the hard causes they brought unto Moses, but every small matter they judged themselves. End quote. Later, when choosing 70 elders to share with him the responsibilities of leadership, Moses was careful to select as his helpers men possessing dignity, sound judgment, and experience. In his charge to these elders at the time of their ordination, he outlined some of the qualifications that fit a man to be a wise ruler in the church. Quote, Hear the causes between your brethren, end quote, said Moses. Quote, 
and judge righteously between every man and his brother and the stranger that is with him. Ye shall not respect persons in judgment, but ye shall hear the small as well as the great. Ye shall not be afraid of the face of man, for the judgment is God's. End quote. For bibliographical and biblical references on this article and for much more content for elders and church leaders, please visit eldersdigest.org.